You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the It's Always Draft Season podcast, part of the Packernet Podcast Network. I'm Jake Shavink. With me is Mason Thompson. Mason, how are we doing on this Sunday? I'm a little tired. How are you? I am extremely tired. It was a long weekend. I barely got any sleep going into Friday night. Actually, on Thursday, I had to wake up at 4.30 in the morning uh, the next day. So it's just kind of been trying to catch up on sleep, and I've yet to do so. So it's, it's a grind right now, and hopefully... The next week, I'll get back to normal sleep mode. Yeah, that's what's wild is people think like the, the coverage and stuff, like you do all that stuff during Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and you think it's done then, and you just rest up. It's like, no, no, we've got probably like a week left of, of getting all the stuff out and whatnot. So, yeah, it's a grind. So that's funny that you woke up that early on, on, on Friday morning because I was still awake then. Um, <laughs> so, so there is that. Uh, but, yeah, so we're going to kind of, before we get into like, deep dives on all the classes and we'll get to that in in further shows. We kind of wanted to do an all encompassing look at the weekend as a whole and kind of just give more general thoughts on some teams for me and and their picks from each day of the draft. So we're going to do that. But first, obviously being a part of the Packernet podcast network, we got to, we got to talk about the Packers draft first. So we're going to talk about all of this and we'll probably even give our, we'll give our grades when we do the, full nfc north and whatever other division we do show but mason just initial thoughts on on what the packers did throughout the entire weekend just in general um if you watched like night one of at least the primetime sports talk the live broadcast you would see that like i was so hyped for 22 even with all the receivers gone daxon was there which was like both of our number one at that spot George Karloftis was there. Jermaine Johnson was still there. So we, I was fine with defense. I think we were both fine with defense. And I think it's kind of fair to say we both kind of glanced over like the Quay Walker round one hype a little bit. Like, honestly, I thought it was just a lot of smoke. And so I was thinking it was like an edge or safety. And I hear Quay Walker and I literally just sat there, just kind of like shocked. Just because it wasn't really a position of, value even because green Bay hasn't taken a linebacker in the first round since AJ Hawk, let alone really invested in it until like this off season. So it was really interesting. Cause I just kind of sat there like hand on chin, just staring at the screen the whole entire time. My buddy, Chris had his hand, just had in his hands and everything. So it was just kind of a shock to everybody. If you're going to take, I thought if you were going to take a linebacker, it was going to be like Leo Chanel at that spot. It was just a shock to literally like everybody and I know like the national media is kind of up and down on it but like it was kind of safe with the Devontae Wyatt pick 
in my opinion, you needed somebody next to Kenny Clark, and you got that now. Um, I know there was the kind of misdemeanor thing. They brought him in for a visit, so that looked to be kind of solved a little bit, so to speak. But it was just really – it kind of – because it was – a lot of people just wanted, like, two receivers, or like a receiver and a pass rusher, or just straight defense as, like, a safety and an edge, and we got none of it. So <laughs> – yeah, that was – I think the biggest shock was not getting a, a tight end or safety uh, in this class because I think – That too. There was always that question, I think, even last draft where we were kind of like, well, I mean, there's a lot of guys coming off contract after, you know, the 21 season and maybe they could go tight end there. Then we thought about safety as well with like Holland and Merrick and all them in the in the, in last year's draft. And then it was this year, it was like, okay, well, if, if they don't pick up Savage's option, which they did, of course, on Friday uh, – and then Adrian Amos off the books and a free agent in 23. Like it was like, okay, well this would be the year to do it because again, you might not get Hamilton, but Hill seen brisker like those three, yeah. especially because they were versatile enough to move all over Petrie less. So because he had like 16 deep snaps, but anybody in that area would have like, okay, that makes sense. Like they're yeah. planning ahead and they didn't do that. So that was a bit of an, I guess kind of an L back towards me with that just because like they didn't they didn't address it but yeah the quay walker thing make, makes sense i mean they've they've wanted to build this defense they they've you know they go out in free agency and, and get you know smith and smith and, and and amos back then when when goody really started to take this thing over and they've been slowly building up pieces you get douglas you get campbell you keep both like you get stokes like everything's in place and then what they really needed was the running mate for Campbell, right? Nobody thought it was coming at 22. We thought, okay, yeah. the linebacker class is deep, right? You could get yeah. maybe a guy like Tyndall, a guy like Troy Anderson. Apparently, you could get Chanel in the 90s, and we didn't know that. Uh, <laughs> didn't think that was going to happen with as good a tester he was. But you get Quay Walker, who 6'4", 240. That's a big dude yes. running around playing linebacker with explosion, power, all that stuff. He, the playmaking ability is there. He's just got to be, again, more anticipatory than reactive. That's what he is. He's still a reactive player right now, and that's that's fine. But when you have <laughs> as big as he is, to move like he does is crazy. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, Devontae White, like you said, I mean it. We've needed this. This is what Green Bay's needed for so long. But everybody's like, "Do we want to do that in the first round?" And then there was the character thing, which it's hard to it's hard to know. We don't yeah. know. Clearly, the Green Bay Packers felt good enough about it, like you said in their visit. So this is an explosive three technique. Who's going to just wreak havoc up front. And you, we've talked, we talked about, I think just kind of low key all, all throughout the process was like, this is draft to leave with George defenders. Oh yeah. And Green Bay left with two of them in the first round. Yeah. And that's, that's awesome. Right. That was that's really cool to see that. Great so, Georgia defenders in the first round. Yeah. And they got, I think it's yeah. From Stokes from last year. So, yeah. you know, if you guys want to draft Nolan Smith next year, Green Bay, if you're listening to this, that's totally fine. If you want to keep that thing going in the first round anyway. Um, but yeah, Mason, so, move to day two, I, unless you want to hit something else with day one. I mean, I was just going to go straight to day two and just say, do like, let's do it. We can just completely disregard the receiver position just to make everybody angry and just go over everything else. Because yeah, honestly, right. my favorite selection once our draft was Sean Ryan. Yeah, same. It was, I, that was the one that got me real good. Like Christian Watson, I kind of knew as soon as it was straight up to 34. It's a receiver, it's Watson, probably because Pickens is. Yeah, it was either no. Watson or Pickens. Yeah. It wasn't a smaller guy, right? Yeah. With like Pickens, I was like, 
maybe they do take him because they took Wyatt with character concerns, but I kind of figured out that like Pickens is not <laughs> in a good place from what a lot of people are saying. Yeah. But like Watson, it was just like, okay, cool, sure. You need a receiver, you got one. A lot of people are upset about it, honestly, from what I've seen. Just like the not like the not producing until your final year. That was what a lot of people said, I guess. But like with Rashawn Ryan, you can play him at right tackle if you really want. Yeah. Or you could just move Big E over to right tackle and you could put him at one of the guard spots. It's Green Bay always does it. They took two versatile offensive linemen. Plus, you took a guy who should have went like early day four with one of the last 10 picks in their draft in Rashid Walker. Yeah. It's a typical Packers fan thing to just like load up on offensive linemen, but like I do not feel uncomfortable not starting, even starting one of the guys that we're going to have on the game day roster. Yeah. I mean, yeah, day two was, I I think it was a home run. I mean, I know there's back and forth on Watson. I didn't wake rank Watson super highly. I still had a a second round grade because I do think there's so much upside. And if you told me that, you know, one of the, these two guys on, on day two would be, you know, a potential wide receiver one. I mean, it's Watson or Pickens, right? Those are the two guys yeah. who can elevate themselves to be a wide receiver one in the league. They just either weren't ready or had concerns, right? Off, yes. off the field, like, like Pickens does. And I mean, he's coming off injury too. So how much yeah. did that play? But with Watson, it's still, this is like, again, this was the pre-draft darling that, that yeah. everybody was talking about since the senior bowl, where you see him show off some lower body flexibility. The question with him is the ins and outs of the receiver position. It's it's not gearing down with too many steps at the top of the route break, right? That That's something he still does. At 6'4", 208, I need to see more at the catch point. You have yes. to give me more at the catch point. It's going to have to be a thing down the road. However, blow by guys deep all you want, catch the ball well over your shoulder, and dominate after the catch. Which the Packers have always wanted their receivers. They kind of – left it alone with Devonte Adams who cares Devonte Adams just <laughs> insane Devontae. don't need don't need him to be the yak guy right but Watson's giving you the yak guy now and man they give him the jet sweeps like this is like just not as thick version of of, of Burks basically after yeah. the catch like he has all that speed to work with and being flexible enough to make guys miss is great and that's that's something he adds also he blocks his butt off yeah on tape and that's obviously green bay wants that right so they get that as well and like mason said sean ryan was also (laughs) my favorite pick like on the stream mason i I was sitting there at 92 and i was like man they should just take sean ryan i think like i don't care like i they should do that and immediately both of the two of the other guys go yeah you nailed it that's it i was like really they did that and i I, that's the most excited i've been yeah really with a packers pick and it's, it's so good I like, think I was literally between like Sean Ryan's, Majai Sanders, and like it might have been like Nick Cross or somebody, or like Kyle think, Phillips. Because Nick Cross went like two picks later, I think. Yeah, it was ninety-seven, so five. Oh, five picks later. Okay. Something around that. It was like two to five picks later. So oh, like seeing Sean Ryan still there, big Sean Ryan fan, both of us were. I was just like, give me Sean Ryan. Yes. And so much sense. And they did. Well, I will pray that he just breaks the third round streak. I just pray. Yeah, that's the streak breaker, man. Let's do it. I would. I think he will. I think so too. Even if it's at guard, like 
I know that the concerns with the length, I think that's yeah. everyone's biggest concern. Yeah. I think it's like giving up the it's corner high. sometimes. Yeah. I don't think the length was ever a problem for him. He handled Thibodeau. He handled BJ Ojolari. Those were the two biggest tests he had on the, on yeah. the, on the docket last fall. And he aced him. Right. So anchor power, like all that stuff is going to be phenomenal. Like he gets his hands in tight. Like everything's great there. I just, I struggle with what the, the NFL viewed as an issue with him. Yeah. He falls to 92, but again, who knows? We could be wrong in that sense, but like, it just, I can't believe he's there. And it was just excellent going UCLA. Kenny Clark was excited about that pick as well. Yeah, he's got I saw the flow that, that Bakhtiari excited about too. Like that's, that's really cool. So that was exciting. Day, Day three, three. masterclass. I, I love it because you get all these guys that were just like falling. Like Romeo, he shouldn't have even been there at all. Like that's your, we were talking about before we started this. And do we want to put it out there? What we talked about. I think we should, because we're going to look really, really smart. If it's the case, I'll let you say, it cause you're the one that started. I just agree with it. So what I said was, is I'm like, listen, I, with Romeo Dobbs, when you look at like what he does well, it would not shock me to see him post a little bit more production or just look better early on as a receiver in green Bay, like as a rookie, they're going to give Watson all the scheme touches to probably make him more productive. Mm. But as a true receiver, it would not shock me if we go, ah, Dobbs had the better season as a true receiver in 2022. So it's, it's so weird looking at the receiver room. Cause you literally, all you have is Lazard. And then you have the two Randall Cobbs. <laughs> And then you had brought in Sammy Watkins, and then you bring in three guys, and we haven't even got to the third one. That was Which a complete steal. And I'm feeling a lot better. Obviously, I would feel a little bit better if it was like a tight end as well. And I won't lie, I kind of, I kind of shed a tear at 53 when our guy went at 53, our original slot. So yeah, that, that hurt. That hurt a little. That was kind of upsetting. I got a text from a buddy of mine asking, why are you upset? We have Christian Watson. I was just like, let me be. <laughs> so, um, but besides, know, my guy went at 54 right after it too. It's like the two, two right after. The... Was that Pittsburgh? So Pittsburgh 52 was, or 54. Yeah. So 52 was uh, Pickens. 53 went was 54. Sky Moore did. Oh yeah. Cause Pierce went 53. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So there was a lot of, a lot of tears. Every receiver yeah. run in the second round was yeah. gnarly. And we'll get to one that someone started, someone started it. <laughs> someone started it in. Actually, wow. two teams did. Two teams kind yeah. of started some some weird things. But anyway. Yeah. But moving on past, I mean, do we want to mention the last receiver right now, or are we just gonna get to it later? We can get to it. We're we're going through all day three now. We've we've so I'll be honest. There's a there's there was a few people that had like Zach Tom as like the second round guy. I personally didn't see it. I feel like where we took him at 140 was perfect. Um, very again versatile prospects played at left tackle, right tackle, center. Um, there isn't really any weaknesses to his game, I guess. But he isn't like this flashy guy. He's good. Um, as I said earlier, I would I feel extremely confident in this what are we going to have seven, eight guys on that game day roster? I feel like any of them could fill in perfectly fine at almost any spot, which yeah. is insane. 
Yeah, I mean, I had I had a three on top, so I wasn't like in the top fifty camp, second round that like guarantee yeah. like that. Most people were, maybe not as much towards the fourth round in the late towards the end of the top one hundred and fifty, but like, yeah, I thought it was good. I, I would have been maybe just because of who fell at offensive line, where I've kind of would have been like a little bit like, eh, okay, if he was to pick at ninety two, because obviously Ryan was still there, right? But this was, I mean, he's nimble, he's quick, yeah, like. I, I, the short area quickness is outstanding with this guy. And yeah. just if, if you guys want to be excited about Zach Tom for the listeners, go watch Wake Forest Florida versus State. Florida State. Because I'm telling you, he put Jermaine Johnson in the gulag for 60 minutes. And I don't know if that's why that would be really funny if that's why he felt like in the 20s and the Jets are just laughing about it. But like, man, Tom did a great job against him. And I know there's some, somewhat the pass blocking snaps where people are like, okay. And I think it's fair to say like the elongated mesh kind of helped him a little bit at times <laughs> where he's like, oh, you just have to kind of hold the point of attack and like, <laughs> we're good. But like, he, he still had a ton of true pass sets and he did phenomenal there. So I, I love that. We're so excited about all the offensive line picks. And I feel like Packers fans are probably like, why do they keep doing this? It's like, well, first off, they're good at it. Yeah. They scout like nobody's business at offensive line. So if the Packers pick an offensive lineman, I'm, if I haven't yeah. seen enough, I'm diving in and I'm probably going to like the pick. What are we thinking about? Are we, are we calling him Kingsley still? Or are we moving to JJ? I guess either. I, I think we moved to JJ. We'll probably say mention Kingsley just because we know like. Okay. We'll just go we'll beforehand. We'll kind until, of. Until everybody gets acclimated to it. We'll slowly um, phase into JJ. Yeah. Before we talk about him, I think. So. I kind of, there was a lot of round two talk in like January and I was like, Ooh. No, thank you. But like in the fifth round, the last pick of the fifth round, yes, give me. Because that's edge rusher three. Or are you still on the Jonathan Garvin trade? No. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I Is think it was he... a fine pick in the seventh, yeah. but like with all the athleticism and the, that spider chart was nuts. But like, yeah. Is he it. more of a like early down guy? Is my question is like a pure run defender though. I mean, I think he's big enough and chisel enough to do so. Yeah. It's just, can you refine the technique? Like this, like, Enik Barre is, again, the Packers have liked these big, long, powerful rushers, and that's where they've trended to. I love that. I would have loved if Alex Wright was also in the mix here. He uh, went. Yeah, but he went. A lot earlier than a lot of people expected, but that's kind of where he should have gone. Yeah, to he should have gone there, and I think a lot of people might have been surprised. Those who did the in-depth stuff studying him were – quite high on him but yeah i mean i again this is power this is hand usage this is actually some pretty good closing speed too once he gets clear of contact like that's it's impressive there and i think again they've they've showed this where he's rushing head up on the center too they they rush him from different alignments that's going to be fun as as an edge three i just just thinking about the front that like with the three edge rushers plus Wyatt plus plus Clark is like, that's just scary, man. I, yeah. and not to mention Walker drops down his salmon rushes too for Georgia. Like, <laughs> Oh my goodness. Like <laughs> the defense is, I don't see a weakness besides safety three, right? That's the big, which three carpenter. And they've like signed like, right. Two or three other guys yeah. at this point yeah. in undraft free agency. So technically they address they- safety. Yeah, they technically did. But Tariq Carpenter, is he what we wanted in Josh Jones? <laughs> Possibly. I mean, 
he's he's built, man. <laughs> the only thing my question is, it's like at 6'4, 225, are you just are you just a will line? Are you just a space linebacker at that point? Oh, yeah. Like probably. That's like, literally like, in, that's the same size as Quay Walker. Yeah, he's like he's as tall as Walker and he's ex- oh, he's explosive as heck. Like is this just a I don't know. This is so interesting because he could be the third linebacker or the third safety. You could convince me he's either one. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, okay. Sure. Chris Barnes under the bus right now? I'm not saying. No, no, no I'm not. Okay, well. <laughs> Are Listen, you Barnes throwing Isaiah great... McDuffie out the window? <laughs> I, I would never do such a thing. Uh, Listen, it's recency <laughs> bias. It's the, it's the draft. Oh, yeah. I'm excited about every player. I can't help it. Uh, but I mean, this is going to be a special teams just nightmare for oh, the yeah. team. He's going to be just this unbelievable. It's outstanding. And you coverage. was a Packer fan as a kid. It's That's perfect. Really cool. perfect. Also, Dobbs's mom was is a Packers fan. Oh, so there's yes. there's another little nugget there. So uh, is the is the next pick the one that we're kind of just like okay on? Here's why. Here's why I'm more than okay, and why I love it. Oh. Two places we're going to use this guy guaranteed: field goal block, field goal protection. Fair enough. Yeah. We're good. I'm good at 333 or 338. I don't remember which, but like. Yeah. You can't move him. He, good luck. He's enormous. I, I mean, this is exactly what they need. And if he can just do that, <laughs> I love the selection. Oh, yeah. He's one of my favorites because that's what I think he's going to do. I think he's going to do that early. Like, He'll be fighting for rotational early down snaps for sure with Slayton and other guys. But if he can be the guy that, that makes sure no more field goals are getting blocked, I'm in 100% and I'll give it an A. It's whew, just like this class is great. And then you go on to Rasheed Walker. <laughs> who Banger of a pick, by the way. Wow. Oh, I see what you did there. Yeah. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> Anyways. Um, but how was he still available? I don't know like, because this is like at the very least, I get it. Like agility isn't like yeah overwhelmingly good or anything, but like Aiden Hutchinson talked about it. He said this is the toughest guy I faced all year. <laughs> and again, I it's Michigan didn't play a handful of like great teams. I do think it's interesting he put him over Skaronsky, who we're probably gonna be talking about next year a lot, but obviously put him over MPF. But he did play Georgia too, so yeah. Saying this guy was the best, I mean, again, it's 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 length. That's where he recovers, and that's how he's able to recover. This is a strength and length. That helps him more than the footwork does. But he's a he's just a mauler at the point of attack. Another dude who could just – who's just here to run you over at the point of – like just another big oh, dude. Literally. Uh, yeah. And, again, he's a finisher. Um, so, what? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm kind of surprised because there were teams in day three that needed offensive line help. Even a tackle. Pittsburgh. Yeah, Pittsburgh, uh, Miami, uh, you know, th- that didn't didn't take him. And he falls to 249. I don't I don't get it. But, but sure. Okay. A third guy who's played tackle. <laughs> the three guys who yeah. played there. I mean, hello. Goody's talked about it. he loves drafting. Can't have enough left tackles. Drafted three of them. So love it. <laughs> Want to talk to Ray? Yeah. Do it. I mean, Montana, Montana transfer to Nebraska and has a pretty productive year. I mean, I think he was Big Ten all honorable mention. I think he might have been. Pretty sure he was. Which I mean, that's pretty good to do when you're in a conference with Smith and Jigba, Olave, Garrett Wilson, 
like uh Rakeem Jarrett, like they're, they're it's a loaded conference that received Dotson was in the conference. Like they're they're loaded in there. Parker Washington, like it goes on and on to be honorable mention there is exciting. Went to the Shrine Bowl, did very well there. Yeah. Wins deep, impressive hands. Like he makes some over over the shoulder plays at tracking with late hands. Like it's very impressive. Another guy who could find his way into getting some snaps early on, I think. Oh, yeah. It's that was another just like, oh, he was still available, sure. I guess. But I want to make a few notes. Uh Tyler Goodson. Oh, as yeah, a UDFA. UDFA. Yeah. That is juice. Yeah. Like you Returner? you have Patrick Taylor, you have Kylan Hill who might not be ready for one. Returner? Yeah, but that as well. I will also like... I know tryouts are just kind of meh, but like Kendall Carks, the safety from St. Norbert, just keep an eye out. Just as like a D3 guy, just keep an eye out. Love it. I know they've run a couple of safeties, but the other note is that like seven of these guys were pre-draft visit guys. Yep. Alice Brooks seven. wasn't here. Yeah. So that's something to note. Now, again, this might have just been like that type of weird year where that, that kind of happened and you can't put Goody in a box. We've tried to doesn't work. So maybe next year will be zero, um, but clearly had a lot of interest in, in, in a lot of these guys. So I, I was impressed. Goody, Goody, a little, a clap for you. I, the Quay Walker picks one that a lot of people are going to look at. And in three years, if it didn't work out, people are like, Oh my gosh, look what they did in the first yeah. Walker. And they'd be like, yeah, but there's two starters on your offensive line, by the way, that's still very much intact and very, very good. And then people are like, oh, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Oh, and Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson are good. Oh, yeah, 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 okay. Good. And, then... <laughs> and you've got this pure special team guy. Yeah, Enjoy exactly. Like, yeah, exactly. So, again, the Quay Walker picks is a big swing. Yeah. I don't hate it because I think you should have – people should have been taking big swings. Like, this was the quarterback class to take the big swing, too. Like – Jacksonville Jaguars took a big swing at at first overall. So I'm totally fine with it. Like, obviously, again, heartbreaks, Daxton Hill. It's so hard. It's so hard to think about. Yeah. Woke up that woke up that morning, was like, man, this is the guy. Like, this is I'm excited. Like, this is gonna be the guy. And then no. But 21 years old. Yeah. Should have known he was gonna be in, in the conversation. But any other thoughts overall? None on the Packers draft. Not on Green Bay's class until we get to the more in-depth one, which we kind of already went in through, but we'll give grades when they haven't played a snap. So be on the lookout for that. We're giving out grades. So we're going to take a quick break here for you guys, and then we'll come back and kind of talk about all-encompassing days one, two, and three. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. 
Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we're back here. It's always draft season podcast. Now we're going to kind of go through and kind of go all encompassing, not crazy in depth. When we get to the teams, we'll kind of go even further, but kind of look at each day as a whole here. The first day of the draft, Mason, I'm going to start with this actually, instead of just talking winners, what's the, like your favorite team prospect fit in the first round? It's got to be Zion's chargers. I love it. Like it just has to be. You had a pull at right guard or left guard, whichever one you see with Filer moving over to right tackle, and you stood pat and you saw a team two picks earlier take a lesser player at the same position. And you come at 17, you stand pat, and you get the guy you want all along. And to both of us, he was the top five player in the class. So getting him at 17 is absolutely tremendous value. Yeah, love that. I actually, I'm going to go a little off book here. I'm going to even go further down the down the line in the first round man it's hard not to be excited about Kyrie Elam at Buffalo yeah oh my goodness man <laughs> like I know they play a lot of zone and he's a press man guy but like listen he's going to be up at the line of scrimmage no matter what even if they're in a lot of cover two looks like he's going to be disrupting rerouting receivers like he's just that good at it and I I don't know where the like the the transitional quickness concerns are I don't I don't get if why that would be a thing. Like he was really good in that area and the ball skills are fantastic. Like this is, I watched a, a little bills video beforehand today. And just, it talked about how, like, he's like one of the best note takers, like I he studies video, up yep. so much. And so like, you're getting a dude who's going to come in and we'll see again, Tredavious white can't wait for him to be back. Like that's a fantastic duo. And, and I think a great fit for Buffalo had to get better. We talked about it. We, they had to get better at second corner. That was the one many, area. And we didn't know if they were going to do it in the first. Yeah. How then, many years have we been saying that they need a second corner? It's got to be like they, three, right? Since they drafted Tredavious White, right? Like So, like, yeah. they drafted him in 17. So, probably since the 18 draft. They finally <laughs> so, did it. Yeah, they did. Uh, uh, throw out let's, – let's say, let's say two biggest winners. Maybe uh, three. Go three. Three biggest winners for you in the, in the first round. Um, let's just go number one giants. Just you get potentially two the two top two players in the class at five and seven. Um, for me, you, I mean, we're going to be talking about it each three days and you don't even have to, you know, the team, if you've listened to the last few podcasts, we mentioned that this team always somehow, <laughs> some way 
the league needs to do something and just like I don't know how they do it. Baltimore needs to be stopped anyway possible because it can't keep happening. How do you get Kyle Hamilton at 14 and then you trade away Marquise Brown so that you just come back up and get Tyler Linderbaum? Not to mention, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. I'll get a first for Hollywood. <laughs> That's the other thing. Like the, the Ravens, I don't know what we need. There's nothing we could do. That's the problem. Like the cost is Ozzie Newsom was like, yeah, I'm just going to pass this incredibly large torch over to, to DeCosta, and he's just going to be that good, maybe even better. Did you see that they literally had the last year's draft board up in the background just to screw with people? That's incredible. And then on day three, when they were making these picks, which we'll get to because they had another two great days after this, they were literally laughing in the draft room. I just, I want this entire Ravens class to hit and then the league goes, oh, we probably should keep jumping in front of these guys going forward. They've tried. <laughs> they tried on day three. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's absolutely insane. But, like, for a third one, as I, like, scroll through, it's not really – I mean, I guess – I guess Kansas City because you get that corner finally that you need because your number one right now is – is it Rashad Fenton, right? Uh, well, they've, they've Sneed. Oh yeah. Sneed is good. And then after that, it's holy cow. You have DeAndre Baker still, which was, yeah. yeah. But getting McDuffie at 21 was great value. You traded up ahead of Green Bay, which was interesting, but I'm going to guess it's more of the fact that there was corner needy teams in between like Buffalo and then getting Carl Loftus at 30. It was insane. And Kansas city, and then who they get at 54, too. Which we're probably going to talk about. But, yeah, I mean. So, yeah. Unless those you, are you have anything, di- you have to have something different. I'm going to go different just because uh, you went with a team. I mean, the Giants and the Ravens. What's there to say? <laughs> like, the Giants just, honestly, the Giants just could have said, we're going to pass with the rest of our picks. We're good. And I've been like, yeah, yeah okay, sure. Makes sense. Hey. It's fine. No. Um, with Tibbet O'Neill. I'm going to – the first one I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to go right back and say I think the Bills won. I don't care. You moved up You moved up two spots. Yeah. Get your guy. Like, that's – they did phenomenal there. Like, Kyer Elam in that secondary is just going to be stupid, man. They're, they're going to be that good. <laughs> like, I really hope that the city of Buffalo and their fans can get a Super Bowl win. Yeah. Because they have it right now. They have it. They got really, the I think, the biggest missing piece – in Elam, and so oh, that should be such a such a great job. Just look at the AFC as a whole. <laughs> look at the Chargers. Look at the Chiefs. It feels really nice to be in the NFC. The Ravens, so and so then good. like Buffalo still killed it. <laughs> yeah, Buffalo still under the radar only because they they had one pick, so it wasn't as exciting. But they got their guy. I'm gonna cheat. Uh, Eagles. Yeah. Eagles, big winners. Uh, you move out of Baltimore. <laughs> Not that it mattered, but you moved out of Baltimore to get Jordan Davis. Who, <laughs> I mean, come on. And I don't know who somebody mentioned it. Maybe it was DJ who mentioned it. Cause I rewatched the first round broadcast. I didn't get to see it. Like he was like, yeah, we moved. I think it was him who said we moved up and got Fletcher Cox. Like what? Like 12, 12 years yeah. ago now or something. Yep. And they get, didn't Jordan they do Davis it ahead now. of Baltimore. They might Two. have. 
they might have done it. Uh, but to get Jordan Davis in that room, Javon Hargrave, Fletcher Cox, like that's going to be just they're they're loaded up front. This is you what they do. They go defensive too. line. You what? missed Milton Williams. Oh yeah, they have Milton Williams too, and I mean they still have Josh Sweat on the edge. Who's they've done a great job developing Barnett, like, Barnett, and then you also have Reddick. Oh yeah, they got Reddick. They're gonna be they're, they're ridiculous up front. I can't believe they actually went linebacker because I feel like they probably well, thought they didn't need him. But nah. Davis is a heck of a player. Like this is the yeah. same thing I think with Zion Johnson. It's like positional value goes down, like whatever. This is a great player. Don't overthink it. Just go get him. And the other thing about this is we knew Philly was going to be defensive line. We thought they were going to go defensive line the first. We just didn't know if Davis was going to make it to them or if they would pull the trigger on Wyatt. Yeah. As those were the two guys, they were able to get Davis. And then they moved 18 to get A.J. Brown. That is my favorite wide receiver room maybe ever. Oh, yeah. Maybe ever with A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith. I love that so much. Well, we were on separate live streams at this time. Yes. And like you, you guys, you and Nate said you were good with just announcing the picks as they like, yeah, we you didn't we, wait. We tipped them. Yeah, we tipped them. You tipped. We, for the first 10, were real with it. And then all these, like Detroit happened. Detroit happened. And then within 15, it was like maybe 10 minutes of each other. You have Marquise Brown traded. And then you have AJ Brown trade, and we were like, "What is going on?" Eleven to twenty-one was, was the nuts. most fun I've ever had. That was nuts. It was incredible to watch everything that went down. I mean, you could even probably throw in you could throw in Walker, I guess, for Green Bay. You could throw in yeah. the Bills moving up two spots to get either. like even to twenty-four. It was it was nuts. And then we had two more at the end of the first. Yeah, move up. So it was just it was crazy. I want to just highlight the Jets. That's not my other like big winner, yeah. but I'm going to highlight them. They did phenomenal. I mean, you get Sauce, you get Garrett Wilson, and you get Jermaine Johnson at, at, at 26. After all the media talk was about him going four. Yeah, there was so much media talk. It was like, the Jets love this guy. Well, they did. They just didn't take him at four or 10. They got him at 26 because they moved up with um, Tennessee. Because Tennessee, Tennessee got that 18th pick and drafted Burks. Like, that's, that was fantastic what they did. And I actually like the value of Johnson there better than maybe at four, right? Like yeah. four felt like a little, too, I mean, Thibodeau there, yeah. like it felt like the right spot for them. And, but my last winner is Detroit. Yeah. You got Hutchinson. That was safe. That's fine. Like that. But you traded up from 32 to 12. Everybody thought it was Willis. Everybody thought, yeah. oh, they're going to make the move for the quarterback. They didn't. The trade details come out and you're like, oh, that's not even that bad. <laughs> to move up this far for Jamison? Sure. And like, I know the fantasy people are probably going to be upset year one because it's like, okay, we have Jared Goff throwing to him. Does Jared Goff throw it deep? Uh, not, not well. Um, but down the line, like this is going to be a great player for you. He's going to open up everything. Amara St. Brown's going to eat underneath because everybody's oh, going to yeah. worry about Jamison Williams. So I loved what the Lions did. Like that was a phenomenal job by them. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we. Uh, it was just like, is this Willis? Because we yeah, were just waiting. Just, it felt like it was. And was like, so, it was just like, when are all the trades going to happen? And then it was just like, now, now, now. I'm like, whoa, whoa, slow was, down a little bit. It was bit. perfect. It was perfect. It was like, oh, the first 10, nothing. Nice. It's going to be just a low-key draft. No, absolutely not. So, Mason, who's the biggest loser for you? Or if there's a tie, you can talk about both. Like, who's the biggest, like, I don't want to say loser because we don't know they lost, but, like, 
what what made your head scratch a little bit with, with how the first round went for a team? I think I finally figured out. We were trying to figure out, like I was before, that we started recording who your loser is. So I don't want to say because there's two teams know. finally about it. I think you know who it is now. But I guess I mean the basic media is going to say New England, which I had to call. They're going to regret that. I, I had to call that. my two Patriots fans on the live stream down like hard. Because they were like, who? UT Chattanooga? I'm like, calm down, calm down, just wait. You'll be fine. But for me, I guess I would have to say maybe Dallas just because, like, I mean, Tyler Smith is not a bad player by any means. But would you feel confident starting him? Plus, who is that good right tackle going to be? Terrence I don't Steele. even remember. Terrence Steele. Yeah. Would you feel confident with those two on your starting line right now? And my answer is probably not. It's all it's all hands with Tyler Smith, man. Yeah, you have to figure that out because everything else is there. Like the the actually the Cowboys are one of the few teams where I feel like okay, that's actually not bad because they've done a great job. Yeah, but maybe it's more they've done a great job picking finished products. Yes, at offensive line rather than guys need to develop. I mean, I guess you could say Lyle Collins, but I feel like a lot of people were surprised how far he fell. Like we know why he fell. Yes. Because I think a lot of people thought he was going to be a second round pick, so maybe, so maybe they they should get some more credit for putting together a, a very excellent offensive line. So maybe that's maybe they need to develop him. I just don't. I wouldn't cut, start him at right tackle. Absolutely not. You can't start him at only, right tackle right away. The only other one I would really say is it's not. I'll just say they had two first round selections, and we mentioned it earlier. But like Houston taking Kenyon Green at fifteen was rich. Yeah. Like, especially with Zion going two picks after, that was like they weren't really even remotely close on my rankings. I mean, I get it, but I mean, at least you traded down and still got him instead of taking him at 13, which would have been a lot yeah. kind of worse. But like, I don't understand not taking Zion there. I really don't. No, like, this is either again, so Texans fans felt like, okay, we have our two tackles, right? They thought Titus Howard was coming yeah. along well. This feels like it's more of guard, but insurance if Howard's not good. So I get it from that sense, but like, then it's like, okay, well then what? I don't know. They, they didn't, they didn't, I, I don't think they swung a tackle later. Or not. I, I don't remember them doing so, but I have to look, but like, yeah, I just feel like Houston, that was a weird because a lot of people are like, okay, they need, they need edge. Like Jermaine Johnson's still here at 15. Like how, how was that not the pick or, you know, you had a chance to take Hamilton to improve the secondary, which, I mean, they they got to that later. They did but like, take a tackle in the seventh round, though. They, and they it was ridiculous. One, they did take one later, This is yeah. which is very developmental. Yeah. It's like, it's like not – I don't really hate the pick necessarily. It just felt like – it just felt out of place a little bit mm. at that spot. But, yeah, I think those are two good ones. Are you going from three to one for your losers? Um, one of them, because you highlighted Dallas I, again, this is a big swing by the Jags and I don't hate the big swing. And we were just talking about it, but like, man, if this doesn't hit and, and Lawrence is getting hit after hit after hit, people are gonna be like, what the heck are you doing? Equano and Neil were both there to take, and you didn't take either of them. And Walker's playing three, four, four, three, four defensive end early on. And you're like, what were you thinking here? 
Why didn't you listen to at least reportedly Doug Peterson, who wanted one of the offensive linemen, and you drafted one in your entire draft who was probably going to play center? I don't know. That that scared me. And I didn't even hate the, the Lloyd selections. I thought coming up for him made total sense there. Yeah. That was a great pick. You see Walker go, and you're like, okay, maybe it's going to start like soon, and you want to just be ahead of guys. So I didn't hate that, but then they drafted another one. It's like, okay, well, if you signed a Luakun. I know we're getting ahead of ourselves, but like, what was that? Like, you, you, you drafted two linebackers, you signed one. Are you going to play three? I, I don't know. I guess maybe one of them is going to rush, but like, well, he's just better in space. Not that he can't rush, but he's like 230. Like, what? 236, I think. Why? I don't know. The other one, it's Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um, so a lot of people love it. And it was so cool because Kenny Pickett's reaction, the emotion that yeah. he, you can tell he just poured everything into that final season at Pitt. Did phenomenal. I'm just I'm worried about the selection only because Mason and I checked this before we went live to record. Why did you not take any offensive linemen? Not one. Not a single guy in this class. Like even the interior class was really good. You got options on day three. We're going to get to a couple teams where I think one day three because of it. Why didn't you do that? Like the picket pick in itself. I mean, I get you're going for floor. Like you're going for like, okay, higher floor to start. Maybe he can inch that floor a little bit higher into the cousin's car territory and be that starter for you. But man, swinging on Ritter or Willis, especially because both of them <laughs> fell to the third. The real question is where where does Pickett go if Pittsburgh doesn't take him? I have no Pittsburgh at fifty two, <laughs> like, potentially right. It that was what I would have wanted to see if Pittsburgh because who was available on O line at that point? Tyler Smith. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess you couldn't really take anyone unless like you took you, like Linderbaum. I mean, yeah. But see, for me, it was it. Like there at that pick, okay, I know they brought back Edmonds, but Hillerstein would have been phenomenal there. Jermaine yeah. Johnson was still there. They also well. just signed somebody this morning or last night at safety. That's true. I don't I remember. Don't know. Maybe they were in the spot where they just felt like they had to do it. But like, I don't know, man. It I just mean, feels did. like for me, the issue is, is like, okay, the idea is you're winning with Pickett, right? And so that's fine until you get to a Titan-headed postseason in the AFC, Burrow, Allen, Mahomes, Herbert, if Lamar Jackson, if the Jets and Jaguars get better, Wilson and Lawrence. Like, that's the thing. And again, still, Mac Jones will be there. The Patriots are still going to build up this team, right? That's going to be a tough out. So, and Miami... Like, they're still in the mix if they can figure a couple things out. Like, this is a tough conference, and you just – you kind of went floor. Oh, my gosh, Russell Wilson's in Denver. Is it a hot take if I say that Pittsburgh is a bottom three team in the conference? I don't think it's – I don't think it's too hot, but they seem to find a way to make the postseason. I don't get it. Yeah. Like, last year, they I did not think they had a chance because the second half of the schedule was absolutely brutal but they found like, a way to get in. This so. may have been the most confusing overall draft of any team. Yeah. Pittsburgh. I, yeah. Like we'll get to it in a bit, but like 
I don't understand what they were trying to do. I mean, the good, like NFL, NFL.com is giving them an A minus, they didn't take it off its alignment. I get it. Their receiver room's loaded now. And if Pickens hits, is he going to have time to throw? Yeah. You're starting and that's, center. That's the thing. Cole. He, right? Who's he? Are you going to hand him the job? Because I, I feel like it made more sense. Like you signed Trubisky. Okay, this is a vet. Like you're taking Willis, right? Because you yes. know, okay, Trubisky's going to start. Now it's like, what if Trubisky beats this kid out? Because this was the high floor could start right away guy. <laughs> How do you not take Linderbaum when Mason Cole is your starting setter? I don't know. They, they could still believe in green. Like I understand that. And maybe again, maybe he was again, too. They didn't like the size, but you took Kendrick green. I don't know. I don't know, man. That was tough. Uh, let's, let's, let's switch gears. Let's get to, let's get started today too. Um, what was like, who's your big winner day too? I mean, there were, there were a lot, there's a lot of picks um, to get to here, but like, I any, messaged any you. Immediate winners. Um, Do you remember what I messaged you about on oh, Friday? On day two. Uh, yes. Okay, obviously you have Baltimore again. <laughs> I'm just going to start there. <laughs> just start with them. It's worth it. You so, have to. I literally said, if David Ojabo, David Ojabo is going to be the pick at 14 if he was healthy. No. I literally said, on stream, I will not be at all. I am content. I said, this is David Ojabo. You don't even need to tell me. We don't need to communicate. And everyone's like, I think we kind of need to. I'm like, no. <laughs> Odafe Owe and David Ojabo went to the same high school. The new defensive coordinator in Baltimore is from Michigan. Just let it be. It's Ojabo. And it happened. And everyone's like, oh, my God, that is terrifying. I'm like, yeah, it's Baltimore. To pair that with Travis Jones at 76 when he could have went late first, like, they need to be stopped. <laughs> My favorite thing ever, even not even to mention it, like, Houston comes out with corner and offensive line in day one. And you're like, okay, well, edge, right? They didn't take one. They had two picks before Baltimore. They take one. And it's about Baltimore Lance Dojabo. That's stupid, man. Like and, we don't we don't talk about enough how Jabba like <laughs> still has like the highest ceiling potentially of any of these guys. Yes. Like it's, I get it. He's not a great run defender at the point of attack. I understand. But like if he's backside, his range is ridiculous. It's just insane. But and then they uh, took another guy who was blocked in the first round. <laughs> at 76. <laughs> they got Travis Jones. Because people are like, oh, they missed out on Jordan Davis. Well, guess what? They got the second best nose tackle by far. And Travis Jones at seventy six. Like, are you kidding me? Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm 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 entering can, your part of we'll, this. We'll like, get to it. We'll get to it when we get it. We'll get to it. <laughs> but um, you remember what the team I messaged you about, right? Yeah, they killed it. Talk about them. Okay, they crushed it. Atlanta on day two was. Absolutely insane. Like, I understand the thought of this is winners. Yes. Okay. Just the tone of insane there was like, oh, which way is he going? Yes, know. but like Drake London in the first, sure. A lot of people are unhappy, some are happy. You're building a basketball team on this. You literally are. But 
moving on to day two, Arnold Ebikitty at 38 is a steal. He pair him with um, Lorenzo Carter at pass rusher. I don't know like if Carter's going to be the one or Ebikitty, and then you get D'Angelo Malone also. You've got three really intriguing guys there. Plus, you get like one of my favorite prospects to watch in the entire class, and Troy Anderson. When you, I don't, you wouldn't even say you necessarily need a linebacker, but he's just sitting there, so just take him. Sure, he can also pass rush a little bit, so you're helping out there. He's low. He's got some floor. He's got a really high ceiling, and then you somehow, some way, literally get the perfect compliment to your starter right now in Marcus Mariota. Literally, how many picks is that in between? 54 picks after the first quarterback, right? And Desmond Ritter is the second quarterback in the perfect landing spot for Ritter. Like, I literally said on the stream, Atlanta has pulled me back in with their team building a little bit because the first two days, as much as I wasn't really the biggest fan of Drake London at first, was outstanding. Yeah, I love it. I, I love it. Like, yeah, I, I think you can be sour, potentially sour on Drake London because it was like, oh, well, they could have taken Jermaine Johnson. They could have got like maybe Jordan Davis would have made sense there. And it's like, okay, well, they, they could have done that, right? Um, And I thought maybe if Aquano was there at eight, that would have made plenty of sense to do so. Um, But yeah, I mean, I, I don't like Pitts and London. Stupid, man. <laughs> so stupid. stupid. This is so funny. But yeah, like I'll you said, like, like, okay, Really quick, would you rather have – I just trying to base it on like – okay, let's let's do this because he was available based on size anyway. Would you rather have Drake London, Arnold Abacady, or Jermaine Johnson, Alec Pierce? I know we love Alec Pierce on this podcast, but – I mean, for the value, because I'm not taking Jermaine Johnson at eight, so I would have to go Abacady and London. That's so good. I love the pairing so much. But I've got one. Go for it. And we've talked about this team a ton as well, of just constantly doing good things in the draft. Maybe last year was a bit of a head scratcher, maybe slightly. But Indianapolis kind of just gave us a shot in the heart a little bit because they traded down 253 to take Alec Pierce. And – we talked about it, I know, for a good, like, five minutes, ten minutes, like, after we do shows of just, like, if it isn't Green Bay for Alec Pierce, it's Indianapolis. It's Indianapolis. It's Indianapolis. It's Indianapolis. And I'm like, I was like, I, it's just, it's because it's either Alec Pierce's comps have either been Jordy or Michael Pittman a little bit. Slightly. So no, pairing him with Michael Pittman with Matt Ryan, not to mention you got a third-round pick as a result of trading down is bonkers. And then you pair that, you do – and you already have a one Moali Cox. Why not go get another one in Jelani Woods? And to, it's just absolutely insane that somehow Bernard Raymond, who we both agreed was not a first-round pick, drops to 77 when they need a left tackle – Although they, although they do like, and I'm slipping on that name as well right now, who they think could play at left tackle. Is it Penn State guy? Fries? Will Fries? Is that no, who you're talking about? No. Who are you talking um, about? 
I can get it real quick. I don't remember who it is. Uh, oh. Matt Pryor. Pryor, right. Yep. So they can have a competition, and you can be confident with Ryman as your left tackle and then move Pryor inside, which he did last year, or just be a swing tackle. And then you trade back up into the third to take Nick Cross to just be like, hey, we need another safety. Sure. He's here. Give me. Yeah, that was, I mean, yeah, those were two that I absolutely agree with, like completely. Like Atlanta and Indy did phenomenal. I think just, yeah, perfect value for Ryman. Perfect. In a sweet spot. It was it was fantastic. I did a great job. I'm going to highlight Tampa Bay uh, <laughs> as my first winner. It hurts to say it. Um, but we talk about it. They need, they need a three-tech. And they trade out of the first and they get Logan Hall at 33 who we talked about like for the Packers quite a bit. Like, again, where, where do you play him? You're not going to play him really downs inside. That's fine. Like he's going to rush a ton, be all over the place. Their front is stupid right now because they have so many dudes who can get after the quarterback. He plays with power, plays with quickness. He was bowling linemen over all the time at Houston. So yeah, this is your third down three tech. That's going to be next to Vita Vea while you have potentially try on showing Barrett, and, and and JPP off that like that's just dumb. That's dumb. Like Todd Bowles is just living, living big right now. He, he's 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 stacked up front, so you can blitz at will. And you come back and you get <laughs> who, a guy who we both liked in, in Luca Decky, who could potentially play tackle. Arm length was like the concern we talked about with Ryan earlier, but like you just you kick him inside and he's gonna be really good there because he's got great feet. He's got great hands. Like, and he plays within himself. A lot of these offensive linemen we talk about, a lot of them have balance issues. So many we talk about have them like even Ryman Penning, Neil always had it. We were talking about that. It got better, but like Gadecki really doesn't have balance issues. He's going to be inside now. Like that's really good for them. And then break the heart a little bit, even further Tampa Bay, these sons of guns. They, they get Rashad white. <laughs> it hurts. It hurts a little bit. Rashad White is such a smooth player at running back. You don't even have to let him in between the tackles, though. That's the worst part. Like, he can just catch the ball at the backfield, make you miss in space. Like, contact balance is stupidly good. Like, it's just a space player that's going to eat for Tampa Bay. Like, this is going to be Tom Brady's best friend on the checkdowns because he's going to create. Like, he'll throw it to him like two yards behind the line of scrimmage. He'll get eight yards. So, uh, it's, Tampa Bay did really good trying to think of another team that like i loved to death with it but i mean you can like, take the easy way out and just take green bay i could take the easy way out there but i, I want to get a team that i think did really well here i mean i could just say the jets for taking breeze because yeah. that makes a lot of sense i mean I, i'm gonna highlight it because i think they did a fantastic job just again they move up who cares you got three first like and then you get breeze who's gonna be just running the show for you. Do I highlight this team again? I'm, oh no, actually, oh, this is a good one, I think. Let me just, I'm, I'm scrolling here, guys. Just give me two seconds to think about. Do they have a third pick in day two? No. Okay, well, I'm going to highlight the two then that came to mind. The Eagles did really well. I, I liked, again, you, you got Cam Jurgens at 51. That's a reach, I think. But, however, I, I kind of just riding on an AJ Brown high in Philadelphia. So I don't really care about it being a reach. Plus it's like, it's, it's the Jason Kelsey air. Like we talked about Linderbaum potentially being that Jurgens is probably going to be that. 
So, and then they get Nicobe Dean in the fall. They finally took a linebacker and it's Nicobe Dean at 83. Like, are you kidding me? All right. So just roll with it there. The other team, I think Denver did a good job. Yeah. Uh, with limited selections. They get at 64. They get Nick Benito is just going to come off with a head of steam on the edge. Just a bendy dude with great moves and, and he'll get after quarterbacks. You might have that. Write this down. I, I six, six and a half sacks as, as a rookie. I'm, I'm going to say that. I'm going to say that right off the gate. It is hot take. Then you get a seam stretcher tight end because, you know, Alberto's a little bit of a, a plotter. Wide receiver. In the in the Jelani Woods type of yeah. way, right? Which is, is fine. Like, he, he's got incredible ball skills. But you have Dulcich now who can the, – the middle of the field with Judy and Dulcich is insanity. The amount of twitch and speed that they have. So, love that for Denver. Um, let's move on quickly. Losers on, on day two. Any that uh, jump out at you? They're, they're definitely <laughs> – there are plenty, I think. Do we want to go with the one we were both just like, what are you doing? I think, I think you have to. Yeah, you have to. Are we talking about the Giants here, right? Yes. You gotta be- yes. I was so confused. What are we doing? Because you started out so well. And then I know you're a big fan of Azadu. Yeah, I like him. But too. that was, was a early. bit high, and you said the same thing, didn't you? Yeah, it was early. But – Oh, really quick. The Jets got Ruckert, too, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> that was nice. I mean, they signed two tight ends, so that's it'll be like tight end three, but like still good. It's a good player, by the way. Wandale Robinson at 43. Yeah, that's the head scratcher. I mean, are they trying to have him be Isaiah McKenzie? Oh, that's that's 100% what I thought. But, like, why are you taking that at 43? <laughs> Calvin Austin went in the in the fourth. Yes. Why did it's you need him? To. Why did you need him at 43? I don't know. That was and then Cordell Flott over – we'll get to that, like the team that took the two best corners on day three within two rounds of each other. But <laughs> why? Yeah. Like that was two or three rounds know. early. Yeah, I don't know. That that was so weird. Like, yeah, we said Zaydu is a, a nice player, but like there <laughs> – like you can move Ryman inside. Abraham Lucas. I mean, I guess they was he available then? Yeah. Oh yeah, he was. I mean, wow. they're they're looking for interior guys, so I get maybe not yeah. taking it, but like Sean Ryan, you just kicked him inside. Thank God. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> hello. Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't know. The Giants were definitely one. I, uh, I'm just, I'll let you take the reins with this one. I'm just trying to figure out like. I'm just trying to figure out what Seattle's doing. And <laughs> it's not like they took bad players. Like, I want to preface that. Like, Boy Mafe and Kenneth Walker, 40-41. Heck yeah, man. Heck yes. But my issue is, and I'm going to even go back to night one really quick, is like you took two, like, prospects at tackle in Cross and Lucas who are good pass protectors. So you you take those away from the draft as a whole. You look at those two picks, and you're like, oh, they're just going to let Drew Locke cook. Like, okay. Play action. You have two good pass directors. You can stay there long enough. You have Metcalf. You have you have Lockett. And you have Eskridge. Like take advantage of that. Oh, and you have no fan too, by the way. Uh, so they're loading the passing game. So like that makes a lot of sense. But then why are you taking a running back up at at forty one? And dynasty owners are so confused. Right. I'm just now. trying to figure out. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what Seattle's doing. Like because like after you trade Russ, it's like oh yeah, they're just going to ground and pound. Like this makes whole sense. They're going to get 
loaded at running back, which again, made sense. Walker pick. Yeah. I mean, you brought back Penny, but like Walker's a long-term option. Then you don't draft Maulers in the run game. Like I Cross hate to is, say it, but Penny might, might make sense here. Cross is not a fast blocker. I'm at run blocker at all. Yeah. And really he Lucas, is a fast blocker. Lucas is not a good they run Both played for leech. <laughs> I don't know, man. I like the players out outside of the scheme in a vacuum. The players are good. I just, the strategy didn't make sense. Yeah. Um, Outside of what the bears did with their first two, Vilas Jones, excuse me. <laughs> that was uh, so odd. Um, the Browns did a weird you, thing. You don't like that? No, I just think they just did a weird thing taking Emerson at 68. But, like, I get it. He's tall, long corner. Yeah. After that, heck yeah. Let's cook. Yeah. Like, Alex Wright, fantastic. David That's, Bell at 99. David after Bell at 99. Months nice ago, too. he was a first-round prospect. That's nice, too. And I'll even I'll even throw him a bone here. Like they don't have a lot of picks, but like Logan Bruss for the Rams at at 104. Yeah. I like that. I think the Rams <laughs> they did great. They did they did great. That was a good start. After that, oh boy, but uh, I'll I'll take one of those day three picks as being good, and it's the running back. I yeah, yeah. One the, of the one of the DBs will be good, right? One of them will be. No idea, probably Durant. Yeah, but, I'm putting well, zero trust into the second DB they took. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, I just do not fair. see it. I know you were big on him before. Before, yeah, <laughs> it was. It's been it's been rough since. Uh, yeah, day three. Um, Mason, <laughs> we want to like? start with Baltimore. <laughs> you have to. <laughs> this is stupid on day three, people. Like, I don't think you, y'all understand. How do you like, get you say this over and over? How do you get both of those stupid. tight ends? Yeah, so let's we'll roll through the picks here. Like, okay, one ten, you get Falale. Like, Falale. I keep saying that wrong. I'm so sorry. If there's if there's a team that can develop him, it is Baltimore. Yes, yes, they had. Yeah, they just. Oh my gosh. But I will say the fit with Linderbaum is going to be the most like interesting part of their draft yeah. to see how that works. But like, who cares? He's really good. Yes. Um, but like then they so they take Falale, who powerful player. Then they get Armour Davis at 119, who's just – that's – okay. What the heck? Like, just – what the heck? It's just how you say it. And then, by the way, they had six fourth-round picks. So <laughs> why are we giving a great team like this six fourth-round picks in a draft that's super deep? What the heck, guys? Stop doing that. Uh, they get Kohler and Likely, two really good receiving tight ends. They draft, in my opinion, the best punter. Um. <laughs> In Jordan Stout, and then they get Tyler Beatty at 196. The passing down running back. <laughs> if you if you did a mock like this, right? You did a mock for the Ravens and put these picks down, you would get roasted because you're like, What do you think? This is a fantasy land. You're not getting all these players, but somehow the Ravens make your wildest fantasies true. Did you see what Chris they're like Disney world for an eight-year-old? I don't know what this is. They do it though. (laughs) Did you see what Chris Ballard said? No. So the Colts didn't have a fourth round pick. And so somebody asked Ballard about not having a pick in the fourth round. 
And he literally said Baltimore had six of them. So it was like watching myself bleed out. (laughs) (laughs) That makes, I mean, yeah. This was the draft of so many. I mean, what's to say about that team on day three? (sighs) They kicked butt. Uh, Any other winners for you on day three? Um, I'm kind of searching through. Do you want me to go? I got one. (sighs) Okay. Denver. I'm going to highlight them again. Yeah. Uh, Damari Mathis at 115. Nice. Uazarike at 116 right after that. I mean, that's, again, keep that rotation rolling on that defensive line. Then I skip down. Wattenberg's, again, keep building the offensive line for Russ. He's played multiple spots. So, and as is athletic enough, the last two, getting the two Wisconsin guys, Henningson and Fayon Hicks. It's a, just a golf clap for, for George Patton there. That was, that was really well done. Um, I might go with a little bit of a surprise. We haven't talked about them as much. Good. But Cincinnati on day three was really solid. Getting Cordell Volson. At 136 with a steal. I mean, they don't really necessarily need him, but sure, as like a backup tackle, go for it. Uh, they took a second safety in Tyson Anderson. They need some depth there. Plus, you never know what's going to happen with the Jesse Bates situation. And then taking Jeffrey Gunder where you got him, somehow you just keep yeah. adding to that pass rush room. And then you got Zachary Carter who can also throw, fit in there as well. So. That was one I saw that was really good. Yeah. I was maybe also thinking about Houston. They had a lot of swings. Getting Damian Pierce there. I could. Oh, yeah. Speaking of like fantasy football, dynasty especially, Damian Pierce is going to be a steal wherever you get him. He was always RB3, folks. Yep. He was always RB3. Uh, you've got that developmental tackle with your last pick, sure. They got another tight end that's just going to probably get you three, four touchdowns a year like every one of those tight ends does down there. But Thomas Booker at 150 was a steal you get because we thought about them taking Jordan Davis at 13. They didn't. They traded down so that the Eagles could get Jordan Davis. But getting Thomas Booker, who is Probably one of the most football smart players in the class at 150 at a position of need, and you needed help in the run to run defense so bad. It's a fantastic move. Yeah, I, I like that a lot. Um, I actually thought outside of taking a running back at 250, the Raiders did a really nice job. I was also going to mention them. Yep. Uh, I mean, even getting Parham at 90 in the, in the third was really nice for them. They come back, they get Zamir White at 122, which again, if the injuries, if they're if if he's available, this might be, and Mason said it first before we recorded, this might be a steal at 122 because of the athleticism for his size and the power he brings. They then doubled down a defensive line with two players who complement each other really well, near Neil Farrell Jr. and Matthew Butler, who I can't believe went 175 with as good as he is as a three tech. So you get those two. And then again, I know like Munford probably isn't, and we probably, again, elevated him a little bit because he was, again, a premier player at Ohio State who played tackle, right? He kicked inside for 2021. But I I mean, I still love that because they needed help on the offensive line and they they swing with two picks there throughout the draft and they get two defensive line. They improve the trenches. 
I I like that. I mean, not coming away with secondary. I know they got Rocky Sim, but like not coming with secondary, maybe a little bit of question mark, but yeah. The corner more than anything, because I think Mary they have a lot of safeties uh in yeah. the building from last year. But like yeah. that's the only that's the only, my only qualm with them. Like I think they did great on day three. I'll add another day three winner. We've completely glanced over them as a loser on day two. But Washington. Oh yeah, they oh, yeah. Do we want to talk about day two first and then go into day three? Um you can if you want to quickly highlight that. I just Fedarian Mathis at 47 was I know there's a lot of things on day two that make you kind of go like, what? That was probably the first one that made me go kind of like head scratching. What are you doing? Especially because you don't really need him. You have a lot of other needs on the roster. Travis and then, Jones. Yeah. You could also watch Travis Jones. Them, how do we let them keep doing this? And then taking Brian Robinson in the third at 98 is also just kind of why. Antonio Especially because you have dead. Antonio Gibson and you have JD McKissick coming back. Gibson's dead. I think, unfortunately. In fantasy, in fantasy, in fantasy. Uh, I don't think I have any shares, honestly. It might be over. Um, Yeah. But day three, getting Sam Howell there at 144 was kind of a no-brainer. And then you get Cole Turner and Chris Paul, who were steals at that point. Washington does a fantastic job at developing tight ends, so getting Cole Turner there is good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Washington was definitely a tale of like, honestly, three days. Yeah. They, I think Dotson pick was fine. Then they went low day two. And then I think they came back well. Came back up. Yeah. Um, I mean, for, for just having two picks again, I'm going to highlight the Eagles again. Yeah. <laughs> um, they get Kyron Johnson, who again, it's a linebacker potentially, but again, he, he was like, he's like 225 pounds and he pushed Penning back at the senior bowl, like multiple yeah. times, by the way, everybody. Uh, and then you get Calcaterra, who, again, you need receiving tight end. You have Goddard, who does kind of both, but you get another pass catcher in that room for, for Hertz. I, I like that a lot. Uh, do you have a loser at the top of your head? Oh. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, that's a good one. I was just going to say Tennessee actually did really well. We haven't really even talked about it. It's them just because of Kyle Phillips. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, but, like, also, like, like, actually Chance Campbell's, like, a pretty yeah. darn good player from Mississippi. They get him at 219. Again, this is this was the all yak draft for them because <laughs> they got Burks, then they got Oconquo, and they also got Phillips. So, like Phillips is more calculated than anything, but he didn't show enough after the catch. And then Oconquo's got straight line speed. Haskins to back up Henry. They're just gonna bruise you to death in yeah. Tennessee, by the way. <laughs> just so. imagine once Tannehill's gone and you just have Malik Willis plus Derrick Henry. Plus Traylon Burks. It's just going to be a college Robert team. Robert Woods, man. It's going to be a college team. I was we were making a joke on the stream about that when Willis was selected. It's like he could hand off to a lot of guys now. Yeah. <laughs> you could hand off to a lot of guys. But yeah, I'm with you on Pittsburgh. Do you wanna it's I don't get it. Why are you I just wanna sure take Calvin Austin there. Sure. I get taking Connor Hayward. It just makes sense. But actually, no, just don't take Calvin Austin. He's not going to play. Yeah. He's not going to play. Yeah. I'm good with the Connor Hayward selection just because it makes sense. It's a good story. What are you doing taking another quarterback? If you're going to take another quarterback, Carson Strong went undrafted. 
Yeah. How do you? We completely glanced over the Chargers on day three, but how do you not take Jamari Sawyer with one of your picks? Yeah. Yeah. I don't how? know. How? I, I, I'm not sure. Like, tackle feels, I don't know, man. It feels scary for them. Right I now. don't get it. I'm at a little all. scared for them at tackle, honestly. So, I don't know, man. That's a cons- Okay. Also, the Giants. Um, yeah, there's just a whole lot of I don't know on here. Bellinger was fine. But you took yeah. McFadden and Beavers who do like the same thing. Basically, I mean, one of them will probably be good and they'll be okay. But I just, I don't know, man. You took McKeith and another guy. Like, why are we not taking Sawyer, guys? What are we doing? That was literally my number one prospect going into day three. Was he really? Yes. And he slid until like, what was that? The sixth I guess, round? I guess I had an early three on him or around three from 65 to 80 on him as well as Tom. So yeah, I, yeah, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, I had him pretty high as well. Um, really quick, just another winner. I, the Bucks on day three did pretty well. Again, um, and, Andre Anthony. I'll be really honest, didn't study him, so no clue. But like, you got Kate Otten, which you yep. needed tight end because you aren't sure you you lost OJ Howard. You aren't sure about Gronk, right? So you get Otten. You also get Coquif, who's overpowering you as a blocker like yeah insanely good and you still have otten's pass catching upside you still have camera brace pass catching upside so that room's really nice you also got one of the workout warrior insane athletes in mccullum who if he works out because he's got press technique that's really good actually like if he's good oh my goodness uh once again tampa bay can we glanced over it but how does seattle get kobe bryant and Tariq Wollin on day three this is the problem. Like Seattle, like I love it. Every player they selected, I actually like. Like there's nobody I don't like that they selected at all. So like this is, yeah, that's perfect for the defense is Brian and Woolen. Are you kidding? We thought they were going to take Woolen at like 40 or 41 because of trades. That's what I had. Yeah, you had that. I love Bo Melton. I know it's redundant with Eskridge, but I like him. Also, Dariq Young at 6'3", 220. Like, hello. Hello, Did you trades. See- did you see Solex tweet about that? No. He said, I will not tweet about day three. I will not tweet about day three. I will not tweet about day oh, three prospects. Yeah. And he just like, Tariq Young is a perfect fit in Seattle as a developmental receiver. Yes, he is. And like Tyreek oh. Smith, even if you don't love the player, like at 158, sure, absolutely. So like Seattle did well. Like I just, again, it's philosophy. I don't know what they're doing. I, I Watching their offense over and over and over this 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 fall is going to be very very interesting. It's going to be weird. It's it very is. very weird. Whew. Yeah. So um, went a little longer probably than than you guys than we expected. Um, we should know better. Um, we get Man. going on this, but I think we did a good job. So we, we covered just a lot. Wait, just wait until it's the AFC North draft grades, and we're just listen, on. guys. I'm really sorry if if you ha- if for headphone users when we talked about the Ravens, but like, <laughs> listen, they cannot keep getting away with this. Okay. Anyway, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. This was even just the initial walkthrough of the draft and you still get a lot from this. I hope um, Mason, what do, what do we got? We got stuff in store. I think, right. I mean, in terms yeah. of obviously here, but like with, with the divisions, we're going to go through the divisions 
probably two per episode. We just don't want them to be super long. I think the <laughs> if AFC we tried to do the AFC, I'm telling you right now, it would be like two hours. So Listen, I don't think if we would we take an hour on just ranting about Baltimore. Alone. Probably. So that'll be the longest episode, most likely. If we do the AFC North and the AFC South, Baltimore yeah. and Indy will probably just be gushing for 40 minutes. Yeah. So. But I hope you guys enjoy this. Like I said, there's a lot more. We still have to wrap up in terms of this draft. And you know, this being a draft podcast, though, once that's all finished, we're going to start taking a little, little peek, little, little peek, peek forward. Little uh, peek. It should be a fun time. But Mason, yeah, tell them where to find uh, some of your stuff as uh, the, the draft is wrapping up. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Thompson22Mason. I do uh, primarily just draft stuff for primetime sports talk. Uh, might be taking a little break from that because we don't do a lot of draft content in between, but it'll probably be NFL content. Maybe I'll do my power ranking series again that everyone hated, uh, but we'll see. Then you can follow me at Jake NFL Draft. Still wrapping up stuff on NFLmox.com there in terms of draft grades. I'm probably, though, as you're listening to this has already have already dropped a 2023 mock draft, believe it or not. Um, <laughs> just can't help myself. I'm going to be writing it tonight. I guarantee it. Uh, so yeah, look forward to that. It's going to be fun, but yeah, plenty to wrap up. I'm so excited because the rookies, this is such a deep class. So we're going to be talking about so many guys. I feel like in week one. Yeah. So hope you guys stick with us uh, on the draft podcast uh, throughout the, uh, the summer and uh, we will catch you guys in the next one. See ya.